about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hiya, my name is Pete Edgerton and welcome to another Your Harrogate Podcast. Are you listening on your favourite podcast platform? Or perhaps our website, yourharrogate.co.uk, where you can also listen to the radio station from. You can get your smart speaker to play us, you can download the free app, and you can get us in the car on DAB Radio. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, if you are very last minute for Mother's Day and you need to sort something, we've got lots of ideas with our half price vouchers, whether it be taking advantage of food and drink out and about, perhaps pampering your mum with a new hairdo or half price overnight stays too. Have a look at the voucher page for more, yourharrogate.co.uk. As we always do at the end of the week on our podcast, we like to focus on a bit of local football, the fixture list for our local teams looks like so this weekend. Leeds United, it's a bit of a must-win game really in the Premiership. They're at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Closer to home, Nairsborough's first team men play Hansworth. Harrogate Railway have got a home game. They're looking for maximum points against Ollerton and in League 2, Harrogate Town have got a must-not-lose game ideally against Barrow. Now we're going to be hearing from the gaffer very soon, Simon Weaver, but first of all they celebrated promotion last weekend and they're now looking to go up as champions. Nairsborough Town women first team coach Mike Bly Mike first of all congratulations how are you all feeling I know you've said before you want to go up as champions but first step promotion you've clinched it ecstatic myself uh, the staff the players the club uh, even the loyal supporters that are, are following us week in week out absolutely ecstatic that we've Clinch promotion at the first time of asking. You know, it's the first step, but we are over the moon. Did you honestly think, or was it more hope that this would happen when you started out on this project? I believed that we could. I, I didn't know the standard of football and the level. I didn't know how we would fare against other teams. But I think it became quite apparent that after the first couple of games, that it's the least that we could do. Let's go up here and let's get promoted. That has to be the goal for us because we've got such a young, talented side that it's well within their capabilities. Just talk us through um, through the game on Sunday, Mike, and how you were feeling at, at Pontefract, because on paper, to look at it, you weren't your usual free-scoring selves. Was that down to injury? Was it down to Pontefract doing a, a good job in defence? Or I think it was a mix of, of everything, really, Pete. I think, you know, yes, we're carrying a few injuries, but so is every club at this part of the season. I think there's a bit of tension there with the ladies. You know, we're so close to getting promoted. Crikey, we just need a point out of this game and we're promoted. So there's a bit of tension there. Uh, and also, Pontefract were a stern test uh, and credit to them. You know, they've, they've put up a really good fight and we saw a, a side of our ladies team that we haven't necessarily seen before, you know, where they had to be organised, they had to be disciplined, they had to be competitive in, and look after themselves a bit better. And um, they came through it in flying colours. Yeah, we didn't score as many as what we have been doing in recent weeks, um, but, you know, we're creating. And I think it's credit to Pontefract for keeping the door shut. And I mean, that bodes well for the future, doesn't it? Surely when you can stand there as first team coach on the on the sidelines and, and watch your team perform in a well-organised manner because as you go up maybe two or three divisions depending on the, the decisions from, from the FA, from, from discussions, there are going to be times where teams across the world have to win in a 
not necessarily a pretty way, but an, an organised manner. Absolutely. I mean, the majority of our side um, at Nesborough is under 20 years old. So they are still developing. They're still finding their confidence in this open age arena. And this kind of performance, to me, you know, you learn so much about the players and just their application than you do when you're beating teams handsomely. And, and it, it was a joy to watch, not without a few nervy moments. But, you know, they kept the shape, they kept the discipline, they were organised and they used their brains. They were really intelligent when to use the ball and they just shut down the spaces really well. So for me, it's a fantastic performance and it shows we can do the dirty side of the game as well as as the clinical, clean part of it. And where are you at, Mike, as a club with discussions as to where you go next with promotion, whether or not you can go up one or two or even three divisions higher? Um, it, it's early days, you know, we've put a, a plan together. The decision lays firmly with the uh, governing body. Um, all we can do is keep doing the business on the pitch, showing them the standard of, of play that we are currently performing at. And, you know, we can just provide all that to say, look, you know, we have got a talented bunch and they all want to progress. And it's no good us beating teams 12 nil every week. It's no good for anybody. But, you know, it's out of our hands. We can just keep doing the business on the pitch, keep working hard as a club off the pitch to show the levels of commitment we're putting in there as well and provide a complete package. Uh, and what's impressed you most as first team coach since you've been in the role? Oh, impressed me most. Um, I think it's the players' attitude, Pete, if I'm honest. They're so keen to learn. They're so keen to be a part of it. And if I think back to the beginning, we had a squad or we have a squad of 23 players. And only 16 of those players can be picked week in, week out. And it would be so easy for those players to drop off, show a lack of interest because they're not getting selected or whatever it may be. But the attitude and application all the way through the season on training nights, big numbers every training session, nothing's dropped off a cliff. And they've all been part of the journey and they've all played a part in the season. So I think that for me has been the most rewarding part and that's that reflects on the type of ladies we've got playing at Nesborough Town and the attitude that we want from further players who would pull the jersey on. And with regards to those further players, I know Jed has mentioned in, in a previous interview with us that it's really pleasing that you're getting interest. People are, you know, ladies are coming to you and, and they're wanting to be part of Nesborough Town women. Is, is that still happening? Oh, it's still happening. Uh, without a shadow of doubt, you know, I get messages uh, left, right and centre of, of people keeping an eye on us, uh, wanting to see what happens in the next few months after the season with interests of, of coming to play. But at this moment in time, the ladies that are wearing the shirts, for me, they're all more than capable of dropping up two, three levels as it is. So we've just got to be really mindful of not flooding it and how can I put it, damaging the, what we've already created because we've got a great core of 23 young ladies all eager to play and can play at the level with the coaching that they're going to get provided. And I also, I think it's fantastic that this weekend, Mothering Sunday, you've actually got the weekend off, which is great. You can all go away and, and have a, a bit of a relaxing time and, and enjoy some quality family time as well, can't you? Uh, the way it's landed, Peter, it, it's not as though it was planned, but the way it's landed, 
it has worked perfectly. It gives us a bit of a break, a bit of R&R with our loved ones at home who don't normally see us on a Sunday. They can all have a Sunday lunch. I know the team like a Toby Carvery. Um, so they'll be able to go there and relax with their families for a change uh, before coming back in the week after for our, our next fixture. And I mean, fair play to Bradford as well. They're pushing you, aren't they? They're still on your tails, just trying themselves to clinch the championship. Yeah, they are doing really well in terms of keeping the pressure on. We still have Bradford City to play on the 2nd of April away at Bradford City's ground. So that will be a very key game for us. And also, Mike, just finally, we had Jed on a few weeks back on on the podcast. And he said that if you go up as champions, there will be a party the likes of which Nairsborough Town, as as an entire club, has never seen before. So are preparations quietly underway for that party or are you hanging fire until you actually can say, yes, we're champions? I think we've got to do the business. A party that Nesbitt Tower never seen before. I think we're going to have to go a bit to get past the wins under Brian Davey back in the heyday uh, of the League Cup and uh, promotion to the North East County Premier, but it will definitely be on par. We just need to get over that line so we can actually grasp it and say yes we've done it and we're all keen to do that that is the plan but we need to realize it well keeping everything crossed for you thank you so much as ever for taking time out it's great to see this success the fact that you're unbeaten in 15 and here's hoping that you can continue that run and go up as champions thanks peter looking forward to uh, the next few games for sure Wouldn't it be amazing if they could remain unbeaten throughout the season? Fingers crossed for the ladies. And it's really nice, actually, because many of them are mums themselves. And they've actually got this Sunday off to celebrate Mother's Day. Now, let's switch our attention to League Two and the men. Harrogate Town against Barrow. It takes place at the Environment Stadium. And I've been catching up with the gaffer. This is the Your Harrogate podcast. So, Simon, we've spoken before. One step forward, two steps back. How much did last week's performance echo that sentiment for you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were on cloud nine after the Doncaster game. We weren't able to train for a couple of days because of the snow, but then we went down in good spirits to Crawley and we underachieved, underperformed, and it was deflating for us, to be honest. We were looking to create that daylight, that difference in points that would have made life easier between the bottom three and, and ourselves, but um, it wasn't the case. We disappointed ourselves with the performance we turned out. And we've got to get back on it tomorrow and, and try and get the points to have life a little bit easier on the football front. After a display like that, do you really go for it and give them the hair dryer treatment? Or is it all very subdued and you just kind of get on the, the bus or the train back home and, and everybody keeps their heads down until until Monday, really? Um, I had to say something. You can't just let them go back on the coach and go, never mind. You know, it, it was quite an emotional one, really. I told the players, look... Everyone will have a disappointing Sunday now, having been up there from the other night and thinking we're going to get out of it to you're back in it. And that's hard that on a Sunday when you're facing your family. And, and I said, and my family, I've got a little girl who's 10 who writes me notes, which is so, she's so loving. And she has grown up with her daddy as football manager. She writes me notes beside of her bed saying, well, I'm lucky or we have to rise again, you know, and learn from mistakes. And I said, to be honest, lad, that pulls on my heartstrings and you've got family, I'm sure, pulls on yours. So we can't have another of these days. There's been too many this season where we've disappointed every one of us ourselves and the fans that 
family comes first, then I've been a disappointment to them, and I know they'll be so proud, and little girls they'll think, yeah, you know, I'm proud of you, and come what may. But it cuts the core, you know, when you underachieve in sport, and you know, you you want to bring home the points for your family, and we didn't do that, and so I was just pouring my heart out, really, just saying that's the reality for me. Beyond being a manager and everything, you know, I want to be a good dad, and I want to make them proud, and I'm sure they're the same. So it was just quite a calm chap but I'm sure it may have hit home the importance of doing well and giving our all and have you seen a a good response off the back of that in training this week yeah I've had further chats with individuals and little groups and see where their heads are are at and see if they've had a clarity from that conversation after the game and focus it's this fight and uh, fight or flight moments you know between now and the end of the season as I have been And, and to be honest we've had two blips out of nine in an otherwise consistent spell of effort, camaraderie, cohesion in the team. But these blips have to be eradicated. We have to dust ourselves down and move on in a focused way. And to be honest, yeah, they've trained well. But as a football fan, we'll go, well, that's all good to hear. But the reality is we have to fight and not take flight in every moment now to be able to retain status for our, in our third season in the Football League. And it'll be one big disappointment in the summer if we don't fight the fight. No, absolutely. Now, um, Toby Sims' passion got the better of him in the game against Crawley with the with the red card. How much of a blow is it going to be without Toby this weekend? Well, it's a huge blow because he's personified what I've always loved to see, whether I'm a football fan growing up or a, a teammate or now, and now a manager and coach. I want to see passion on the faces of players. And I think... Harriet Town fans have warmed to the guy because he's a character and he, he's a pure will to win. But with that, there's an element of risk because he goes in hell for lead and he plays more on the edge than most. But I'd rather have that, you know, on the occasional mistake than people just going through the motions or actually not delving into it, getting right in the mix of it. And it spilled over the other day. It'll be a miss, but it'll be an opportunity for someone else to come into the team. But we forgive Toby for that and he'll learn and I'm sure he won't make that same mistake again. Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Just one big learning curve. You you never, cliched I know, but you never stop learning whatever you do. I've read a report as well this week, Simon, that there's um, a possible chance of keeping him longer term because it was an initial six-month contract, wasn't it? Yes, it was to the end of the season because he'd played football overseas 25 and you go right well I'm taking a chance on someone and a six month contract on someone when we're in a basement battle in League 2 and without experience at that age comes a bit of risk but I think he's paid me back you know forget that last week I think he's grabbed the moment and so I've got faith in that I develop him further because his desire level is outstanding and not just that no little skill too you know he's applying himself very well so we've begun to talk I'm hopeful you know received a message this morning from his agent and being transparent about it because I want fans to know that we're trying to back good people. Yeah, that's great. Now, um, just before we grab a, yeah, a quick word about the Barrow game this weekend, away from Harrogate Town, there's another report out this morning, saw it on Sky News actually, that the increased chance of footballers across the world getting dementia because of, of heading the ball. Do you think we will ever get to a point where they turn around and go, okay, guys and girls, because of the health risks, no more heading? in matches. Could you ever see that happening? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I think it, there's a very realistic chance of that happening because um, we're so used to and so ingrained in football culture, well, that's part of it, but 
they've assessed the risks of the different tackle heights at, at rugby, put that right. I think um, you go and watch an academy game of football, people are splitting the six-yard box, receiving the feet from there. There's less heading. It goes down the levels, fear factor creeps in and it overtakes the technical ability level and people miss people out and go longer and, and therefore teams, you know, from at the top of our league, fill teams with height and strength and go, right, we'll go route one, cut it all out. And it's successful to a point. But at the same time, if there's a history now that's built up and a knowledge built up, if there's a definite link to dementia where it's killing people, then we have to look at different solutions. And if one of them is cutting out heading, as much as I enjoyed it when I was a player heading the ball, I want to live for a long time, you know, and, and see a different generation of my family grow up. And I'm sure everybody has to sit around the table and, and find this solution. If it means cutting out heading, then fine. It's called football for a reason. Of course it is, yeah. The the shouts from the terraces of get it on the deck, that kind of thing. Um, now, um, <laughs> also shouts that if you don't find your man of uh, stick it long. <laughs> you know, I get that in the back of my uh, uh, dugout, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure you get plenty more worse, mm-hmm. worse things. Now, Barrow tomorrow, they're still within a shout of the playoffs. Given last week's performance and disappointment, would you rather it be an away game so there's less pressure from the Harrogate Town fans or can you use that expectation from the crowd at the Environment Stadium to really get stuck in to your opponents? No, I'm glad we're at home. I think we've got responsibility and the responsibility for all of us to turn up and be bang on it and make the home fans proud. And recently, the Northampton, the crew, the games, especially when you, you can feel that the lads are on it and it's reciprocated in the stands. It has been a warmth towards us. And I also think, you know, the home crowd helped Croy last week because even though the ownership has taken a lot of stick, particularly online at, at Crawley, and it's been looking like a dysfunctional family there, they embraced their team at home after six defeats out of seven. No winning eight because there's a need to support, you know, when and embrace the team. And they returned that faith last week to fair to Crawley. They did everything in terms of the ugly side of the game. They scrapped, they snarled, horrible in some aspects of it. And they made it a hostile setup for the team, for our team. And fair play to them. And we need that, to be honest, that, you know, coming home. And I'm thankful we're at home because I'm sure that our fans know, you know, by now that, you know, we're trying our best as a club to build the club up from where it was. There's evidence to suggest we've been pretty successful along the way. But also, they know that there are 12 men. And I'm sure they're going to embrace the moment just as we want the team to. Well, here's keeping everything crossed for you. And uh, hopefully you you get a happy note when you get home at the end of of Saturday. And of course, you can all go home and and celebrate your partners and mums on uh, on Mother and Sunday too. So that'll be nice. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I hope you have a good day at home as well. And it's happy Mother's Day to you and your wife too. You'll have a game.